a lot of interesting and different stories when you hear about sex with a narcissist. A lot of times people have very varied results with being with a narcissist in general, as far as like how the abuse was, how they came across, what they actually did, but then even more so when we're talking about sex with a narcissist. With overts, you have a little bit of a different strain. With coverts, you have a little bit of a different strain. Sometimes people say, hey, it was the best sex ever and absolutely loved it. They always, like, that was the biggest connection point. None of the people like sex. I didn't really ever have sex with that person. And they always made me feel devalued for even wanting it. A lot of times we see different aspects of this happen when someone's with a narcissist and oftentimes how it comes across. Today, what we're going to dive into is we're going to dive into the book, The Covert Passive Aggressive Narcissist, that a lot of people have been connecting with and actually go into the chapter talking about sex with a covert narcissist. So stick around, see if that's something that you relate to or that sticks out. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And we do that on all the different platforms by providing small nuggets of truth each and every day. We do it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the different places to be able to try to help you understand the gravity of what narcissistic abuse actually is the destructive nature that it does on relationships and on people. And I work with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis every single day to try to help them get clarity through the confusion. I try to help them work through the aspect of the trauma bond, where you know in your mind, I don't want to go back to this person, but your heart and emotions say, oh, I still want to interact with them. I still want to see them. I still want to text them. I still want to know what's going on. And I try to help people actually rewire their mindset and change their story to change their life to help them get free and work through the next phase, which is oftentimes one of the harder phases, getting away from the narcissist, and that's the detox phase, where the rumination kicks in and it's so hard to be able to break free. I try to help people to work through the withdrawals to be able to get to the place where they can set up healthy boundaries so they don't go back to a narcissist and boundaries so they don't get with someone who's toxic down the road. If you're in one of those stages and would like help and guidance through that, I would love to be able to interact with you. Go to rawmotivations.com, click on one-on-ones. We'd love to talk to you there. If you guys are interested in the wife's perspective, she's been chiming in more on a podcast that we started putting together recently called Trauma, Drama, and Life. Check it out on Apple Podcasts and be able to get a small glimpse of our lives and some of the pitfalls and stuff that we've had to go through over the past years in our relationship. Last but not least, I want you to be able to join a community of like-minded people. So go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com, stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's a community of like-minded people to try to help you heal, grow, and change. Weekly lives, monthly coaching, courses, accountability, journaling, all different things can be done inside that to try to help you heal, grow, and change. Last thing, real quick, then we'll jump in. Um, we got the new book, From Fantasy to Reality, over 100 prompts in there to help you journal and help you work through the crazy making. You can find that on Amazon or click the link down below. Diving in into this, I want to be able to dive into Chapter 8 of The Covert Passive Aggressive Narcissist by Debbie Mirza and into Sex with a Covert Narcissist. Sex might be one of the most common methods of gaslighting a covert narcissist uses to control and manipulate. Most people don't notice. It's incredibly insidious. You can't get any more personal, vulnerable than your sex life. Covert narcissists use sex to manipulate through psychological means, making you feel as if something's wrong with you. When someone manipulates and controls you through sex, they set you up to think that if something is wrong with you, so you blame yourself. 
You feel shame, and it affects your confidence and self-worth. You lose your ability to stand up for yourself because you are attacking, they are attacking the deepest parts of you. Now, oftentimes when we talk to people and they've had to get out of relationships and they start to look back and they're like, I didn't think I even had a sex drive. And then all of a sudden I do. Well, a lot of it had to do with the stress that you were under, the anxiety, the adrenaline, like everything that you were actually under. Sometimes people realize when they get out of those relationships that it was their body keeping them from actually having a great time. Because the fact that their body already knew that they were in a stress-induced state based on the trauma that was happening there on a day-to-day basis. It goes on to say, you feel embarrassed, shut down. It's incredibly personal. You believe that whatever is wrong with your sex life is your fault, which is exactly what the narcissist wants you to think. That's like that in all areas, right? The narcissist wants you to think that it's your fault, whatever it is. Whether it's sex, whether it's cheating, whether it's relationships, whether it's communication, whether it's trust, everything has to be your fault, not the narcissist. When you have sex with a covert narcissist, their pleasure is the most important thing. It is all about how they feel. You get the message you don't deserve pleasure and are subtly punished for having your own feelings, reactions, and confusion about what's happening in the bedroom. Your feelings don't matter to the covert narcissist. I'm sure a lot of you are shaking your heads and like understanding and agreeing right now because you know, not just in the bedroom, but just in life, your feelings didn't matter. Like they weren't valid. Like you would try to bring up your feelings, trying to talk about like, hey, this is bothering me. This is something I'm struggling with. And they'd be like, I don't care. And sometimes it would be covert and sometimes it'd be overt of like, I don't care. Or they just wouldn't respond. They wouldn't give you that attention or that acknowledgement that you even exist or that the problem is there. But instead, it's swept under the rug, it's pushed away, and they move on. Susan didn't have a sex drive for most of her marriage and couldn't figure out why. When she married her covert narcissist, she was, a young, she was young and a virgin. She had nothing for comparison. Feeling embarrassed and ashamed, she wondered what was wrong with her. Her husband seemed fine. He wanted sex, so she concluded that she must be the problem. It goes on to say she couldn't handle the thought of someone else judging her. She had enough of that from herself and her husband, so she stayed quiet about it for years. Over decades, she tried to fix herself, but when nothing helped, she wondered if she just wasn't a sexual person. A lot of times you see narcissists that manipulate other people to make them think that they are the problem. The thing, too, with narcissism in general, but especially with like sex with a narcissist of like, hey, there's no connection. There's no there's no moments that are actually happening together. And they start to feel ashamed of like, I can't really talk about this to people because everybody thinks we have a great relationship, a great marriage, whatever it might be. And a lot of times people are like, I don't want to be able to share it. There's a big aspect that narcissist projects even their own shame onto the victims. He ended up being a person who was manipulated, used, and made to believe she was not sexual by her ex-covert narcissist. She's now healing from those years of being shown what real love actually looks and feels like. You see, sex is one of the most powerful ways a covert narcissist controls their victims. When you have no desire for sex and can't figure out why, you feel bad that you are letting the partner down. They'll let you know in various ways how much you are letting them down. They won't worry about you, what you are feeling, and your struggles. That is not a concern to them because it is the relationship that is not about you or even the two of you. It is about the covert narcissist. 
And a lot of times people struggle about this in, in the sex part and in the life part. Like the relationship that you have with a covert narcissist is never about you. A lot of times people think that it has to do with them. It has to do with them being connected. It has to do with themselves, but it's not. It's only about the narcissist. That's all it's ever about. When Dawn dated her covert narcissist, um, the sex was great. They seemed to have an amazing connection. It was easy. He was romantic. He said all the right things that made her feel great about herself and her body. She felt pretty. She felt sexy. And they were very active sexually. This added to her believing that she was the perfect match for her. It's common for this to happen at the beginning. Covert nurses mirror you sexually as well as emotionally during the love bombing stage. They become you. They act like you. So it feels like you were in sync. You can't believe how good every part of the relationship is. Now, oftentimes, this is one of the hardest things that people struggle with realizing and understanding is how that mirroring happens at the very beginning. And especially if they found out soon and like went out of the relationship or they got discarded really soon, they're like, but wait a second, but it was good. It goes on to say, soon after Dawn and her covert nurses got married, things started to feel different. The love bombing stages was now over. The subtle devaluing and demeaning stage began. She didn't notice anything different about the sex except how she feels. She told Brad, her covert nurse's husband, that she didn't know why, but every time she had sex, she felt used. It didn't make any sense to her, but they were both open when it came to communication, so she wanted to let him know how she was feeling. He looked confused, acted like he cared, and seemed as though he wanted to hear. Even though Brad's words were nice, Dawn could feel his anger towards her underneath them. The conversation began with her telling him how she felt and somehow ended up with her apologizing and comforting him. He deflected the focus, didn't address her feelings, and instead turned the intention back on him as the victim. She would continue to share with him how she felt over the years, but nothing ever changed. Covert narcissists aren't interested in looking at their own issues or changing any of their own behaviors. And we see this time and time again in the relationships. It'll make it be like, it's your problem. It's your fault. It's not the covert narcissist's fault. Dawn's body knew she was not being loved and that she was not emotionally safe with Brad. So her body shut down. She lost all desire for sex. Brad told Dawn how this affected him. He had needs and she wasn't fulfilling him. She felt terrible. Even though this all started with her feeling used because her body, her intuition knew she was being used, it turned into her taking the blame for their diminishing sex life, feeling a heavy burden of shame and guilt and believing something was wrong with her. Dawn tried reading books and articles. She even went to therapy, tried all kinds of things to figure out what was wrong with her. At times she wondered if her husband had a part in this, but she couldn't figure out how. So she took all the blame and Brad did nothing to stop her from that. Years went by. Life kept going. They had kids, jobs, etc. They would address the sex issue here and there. Sex happened infrequently. Brad used this to control Dawn for years. She felt like a terrible wife. Her husband came more and more distant. He punished her passive-aggressively for years, and she took it because she started to believe that she deserved it. When he was distant on dates together, irritable on every vacation, sabotaging every birthday, she felt like she shouldn't expect any better because she wasn't giving in to him, giving him much sex, so he didn't owe her his love and kindness. Brad made comments over the years about how easy it would be for Dawn to be a nun or wondering why if she was a lesbian. As she gained weight over time, he, be, he made demeaning comments about her self-image and kept it low. She started to see herself as overweight, non-sexual, and hopeless. 
And oftentimes what you see is a covert narcissist that wants to project and manipulate and communicate every single thing so that you feel down, so that you feel like it's your fault. Several of you probably recognize and will probably get some comments down below saying like, oh yes, like my covert narcissist did this as well because you realize like, wait a second, like they actually, they devalued me. They put me down. They make me feel like it was my fault. I end up apologizing for stuff that they did. And so many times we see that time and time again. And one of the biggest things that like frustrates me now understanding and learning more about this and talking sometimes to narcissists is they'll be like, yeah, they're not meeting my needs. And I'm like, that doesn't mean you need to show up like an asshole. Like if someone's not meeting your needs, you need to figure out why and figure out that nine times out of 10, when someone's not meeting your needs, it's because there's no connection or they're not emotionally safe and their body's shutting down. So part of that comes back to how are you learning? How are you leading? How are you living? Let me know in the comments if you liked this episode, if it was something that you resonated with, if it's something that you want to hear more of, because there's a big aspect about this that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. And I'm trying to at least bring it to the surface a little bit more um, through the Covert Passive Aggressive Narcissist book, and we'll go from there. Thank you all so much.